0: Hey friends, I hope you all are doing well and staying healthy and safe and comfortable and taking care of yourselves and the people and pets that are important to you. Last night my wife and I went grocery shopping. This is an activity I absolutely love to do with my wife. We always have some laughs. I guess uh, part of it is I enjoy getting out and seeing other people and looking at the more unusual food items, and of course I enjoy spending time with my wife. Anyway, We get our groceries, and my wife and I are unloading everything from the cart onto the checker's conveyor belt. And the young guy bagging the groceries and the other young guy working the register are talking about movies. And the bagger says to the checker, What's your favorite action movie? And the checker says, without missing a beat, Titanic. And the bagger says, Titanic's not an action movie, that's a romance. So then the young guy at the register says, "Uh, to To me... uh, what's your favorite action movie? And I say, I say, uh, I guess Army of Darkness. And then I say, I, I don't know, is that an action movie? And the checker, checker says, I, I've never even heard of that movie. And to make things even more confusing, I say, oh, it was part of the Evil Dead franchise. And while I'm saying that, I remember the Evil Dead franchise was rebooted seven years ago. So he's completely confused. So I say, uh, I guess then maybe uh, Fight Club? And I say, that's an action movie, right? And the checker knows Fight Club, and he says, yeah, action, psychological thriller. And I look at my wife, and my wife says, yeah, I guess Fight Club is my favorite action movie, too. Now, in retrospect, had I had to answer that question again, I may have said the Kill Bill movies. But I don't know if that would have counted, because it's two separate films. Now, here's a question. Do you still call it a series if it's just two movies? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of series films, uh, franchises with a ton of sequels, nor am I a huge fan of book series. I have read some, but I can probably count on one hand the book series I've read. And while we're on the topic of books, I'd like to remind you that while this is a free podcast with no ads and no Patreon, I am a published author with eight novels to my name, which is Andy Mascola, by the way. And you can find all eight of my standalone stories in both ebook and paperback formats worldwide at Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Hello, people are the enemy. Listeners, this is episode one hundred and fifty-one of the People Are the Enemy podcast. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for spending time with me. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, holy moly! Thank you so much for checking it out. I really appreciate it. I think you've made I think you made the right decision. I, I talk a lot about a lot. Of, I talk a lot about a lot. Of, I talk about a lot of geeky things on this show. So I, I try not to alienate people because, I, you know. It, it it's tough you know especially when you're into esoteric media or esoteric films or esoteric books or esoteric music and i'm into all of those things uh it, it it's hard not to alienate folks so i i try to be as inclusive as possible and uh i try to talk about um i try to talk about uh, things that everybody can relate to and and i hope you're doing okay and i hope you enjoy this this podcast thanks again for uh for listening um yeah, i'm going to go to something for right now that i've talked about Many times on this show, so newer listeners may not be as familiar, but I'll I'll bring up to speed. And what that is is the best show, okay? Formerly the best show on WFMU, hosted by Tom Sharpling. Uh, It's it's been the podcast I've listened to. Well, podcast slash radio show. It initially started as a radio show, then it became a radio show on WFMU out of Jersey City, New Jersey, once a week and it was simultaneously made a podcast and then it disappeared for a while and then it reappeared online as a streaming radio show like a live streaming call-in radio show or internet uh netcast you may call it uh, with a with a tied-in um uh podcast version that 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 uh, that would come out like a day or so later and that that's where we're at right now with it anyway i've listened to it for jeez so long so many years and And this past week, Tom did something that I've been dying for for a while. He did this thing called Identify It, Tom. And the idea was that listeners of the show would call in live and describe maybe a movie they remembered seeing as a little kid, uh, just just a part of... Excuse me, sorry. Or a song that they remember hearing, just like a tiny snippet of. Or... um, a TV show that they remember just just glancing over uh, momentarily as a younger person, and and they were never able to find it again, or were never 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 able to identify it. And the hope of this episode of the best show this past Tuesday was that listeners of the show, who are you know, essentially a, a media savvy people, would. Um, collectively be able to try to uncover what these things are whether it was you know a song so they so tom would have a caller uh, describe a song and then maybe sing a little bit of it if they remembered any of it and then listeners would then try to put together what it may be and and same same with like tv shows like little describing a weird show that they saw or or a, a film and then uh, listeners of the show were calling in trying or and online trying to figure out what what it was that this person saw, but had no idea what it was and would love to, to basically put closure on, on this, this kind of, um, this piece of media that was kind of left open-ended in their life. Anyway, I had one of these and I, I tried like crazy to call into the, the best show this past week. But of course, as you can imagine, this was a popular topic. And, and again, media savvy people who, who are passionate about movies and music, um, and television are were were obviously anxious to to get involved in this, especially, you know, to try to again put closure on these 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 moments of their life that they they weren't able to put together exactly what this, this thing was. But I had a song, and I'm gonna tell you about it <clears throat> because I may never be able to get to do something like what was done this past week on the best show. Unless he unless Tom does something similar again going forward, he might make it an ongoing topic, but but I had a song that I was never able to identify and I've never forgotten it and I'm going to tell you about it right now. It it it, it I probably heard it in the maybe the year 2000, 2001. It was very, I know it was the early aughts. I think I, I I think it was a Boston band because I heard it on a terrestrial radio station out of Massachusetts. I was living in Massachusetts at the time and I may have been even listening to a radio show that was featured just local bands. And so so I'm, I'm guessing it may have been, if not a Boston band, a New England band. And the song lyrics, the only lyrics that I remember went like this. It went, Hate myself, hate myself, so does everyone else. And it was kind of like jangly, upbeat. And, and then the chorus, the, the only part of the chorus that I remember went, you keep it in a shell. Right? And that that's all I remember. So, hate myself, hate myself, so does everyone else. That was, that was, I think, how the song began. And then when it came around to the chorus each time, the only part of the chorus I remember was, you keep it in a shell. Now, I, of course, I've searched this out on, on the internet, on Google. I've tried to find, like, keep it in a shell, hate myself, hate myself. I can't find it. I can't find the song anywhere. I don't know... If it was just that that the band was so um, small, uh, or or was just around for such a short amount of time, or just uh, made a limited run of of this of this album or this single, and that was all they did, I don't know. But if if, if you know this, listeners, please uh, please uh, uh, let me know because I would I would love to put closure on this on this item that uh, I can't identify. Uh, and and you can reach me uh, via Twitter, uh, Andy Mascola. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. And by the way, on Twitter, I just passed 2,000 followers. Yeah, I felt good about that. I felt good, it, it, you know. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't put a lot of uh, uh, weight in numbers, but I thought that was kind of a big deal and kind of cool. And if only because, again, I am into esoteric stuff. I'm kind of a weirdo, uh, you know. And uh, and it's hard to find your people out there. But but you know, um, I've been on Twitter for eleven years. I enjoy it. It's my 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 preferred social media. Um... I know a lot of people uh, hate Twitter. Uh, A lot of people are very passionate about Twitter. I happen to be one of the people who's very passionate about it. it. I know that there's a lot of evil that comes with it, but I think there's also a lot of good, and it can also bring people together. And I think uh, the the folks that I've met on there and... uh and connected with the, the, my mutual followers, as they call them, the folks who follow me and I follow them are just wonderful, wonderful people. And if you're one of those people, thank you so much for, for following and and, uh, and sharing your life and uh, and communicating with me on there. I really enjoy it. And uh, to think that there's 2,000 people out there that I, I f- that I can feel connected to and and um, and relate to is, is is a good feeling. And I don't know if I would have been able to find that had social media never existed. So I, I do see the benefits. But, of course, I, I, I am aware of the evils also. Anyway, so what else do I want to talk about? Okay, while we're on the topic of podcasts, I wanted to talk about this because it drives me crazy. And and I'm not going to call any podcasts out on this, but there are some very, very well-produced podcasts that have had this issue where, where they'll have a guest as a caller and the call will just be garbage. Like, it'll be clipped, you know what I mean? I don't know if the person is on, um, like, a... a like a a voice over internet protocol sort of connection, where um, pieces of the the digital transfer are getting dropped, but you, they're like their conversation will be clipped, or their part of the conversation will be clipped, and I and it drives me drives me bananas when I when I hear it, and like when when the host doesn't acknowledge the fact that you know major parts of the conversation are just falling out and and not being recorded uh while while they're they're talking it just that makes me nuts and i don't know i don't know how you can you can i don't know i don't know how you can be a well produced podcast with with um with a, a significant amount of advertising dollars behind you and still kind of put this content out it's really abhorrent and and, and listeners if i've ever done this i apologize and and i'll tell you what i've had phone conversations i had like i had a phone conversation with a fellow from New Zealand where where my power went off and and we lost contact entirely and I had to I had to call him back up while we were on the air and 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 and, uh, and, and keep going but you know you acknowledge it and keep going and also you know if I if I'm ever talking to somebody and I don't I don't understand what they're saying I'll ask them to repeat it I have no problem doing that I, I had a guest on last week I had uh, John Robinson to talk about his mom's blog 15 um, peoplecom and after hearing this this botched, you know, hour-long phone conversation between a well-known podcaster and their guest, and again, I'm not gonna mention names, um, but uh but I, I I I thought to myself, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trust a digital connection. I'm not gonna trust just the internet with this. I'm gonna call this guy from a landline so we have a good connection. And even if even if the quality isn't Phenomenal or super super clear. At least I won't lose any of the conversation. You know what I mean? So I just called him from a landline, and John and I did it that way, as you you heard. I hope you listened. It, it was a great conversation, and John's an intelligent person, and he's doing some really interesting things. But uh, but I you know I decided to play it safe just because it, it, as a as a listener it drives me bonkers, and I have to imagine that it, I can't be the only one. And and I think more over that when like the the host doesn't acknowledge that there's a problem. Uh, on the other person's end that that drives me that drives me bananas i think this is probably why i bail you know on, on podcasts you know that i don't stick around long if it if it's you know it, if, if the host isn't doing their job, then I'm, I'm out of there. You know, I, like I said, I listened to the, I've listened listened to the best show since 2003. So, like, 17 years, you know, and it's all of its former iterations. It's probably the only, one of the only podcasts, like, I will name on this show, if only because I believe in it so much and I love it so much. And I've been so committed as a listener to it. And we've had guests on who are associated with that show. And, um, and you know, uh, Tom doesn't, uh, he doesn't suffer that, that, that kind of baloney, you know what I mean? If there's a bad connection, he'll, he'll say so. And he'll tell the person that they got a crappy phone or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's the way you got to do it, you know? What else was, was I going to talk to you about? Well, we talked about the telephone connection. Oh, my God, I got the story to tell you. Holy moly. You guys won't believe this. This happened, I mean, this this happened on Friday, right? Holy crap. Okay, no, I should start. Thursday night. Thursday night, my daughter, our daughter, my wife and I, uh, our daughter is out, uh, with her boyfriend and, um, she gets home late and I'm asleep and our daughter comes into our bedroom, my, my wife and I, and she says, mom, dad, I think something's wrong with Lola. Now Lola is our, our dog and I'm asleep and I'm waking up So said, what, what's going on? She, well, she's banging on the cage. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I said, uh. I said, well, maybe you should let her out, let her outside. And my wife says, Andy, uh, our daughter is in her nightgown. She's not going to go outside in her nightgown to let the dog out. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just worry about it in the morning. We'll just morning. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, biggest mistake I've ever made. Holy crap. In a long time. Oh, my God. Okay. So I go back to sleep, right? Again, this happened in the middle of the night. I wake up the next morning. I think it's 5.45 a.m. We're upstairs. Mind you, our bedroom upstairs. The dog is, is kept in a crate in the living room. Downstairs. So I walk out of our bedroom and immediately I know something's wrong. Like I can just smell it in the air. And I'm like, oh my god. What is going on? Something is not right. <sighs> well, I use the bathroom upstairs. Then I go downstairs in the dog's crate. Oh my god. Feces everywhere holy crap the dog had diarrhea it was it was all over her bedding it was like outside of the crate it had like it had shot out and hit like the this this um this cloth bin that we have to keep her toys in it was on the wall on like the molding uh it was like on the rug oh my god I was like, holy crap. And the dog just looked mortified, looking at me like... The dog just looked like, I know I did something wrong. I'm so sorry. And not even like, it's your fault, dummy, because you wouldn't get out of bed and take me outside when I was trying to tell you I needed to go to the bathroom because I was banging on the cage. The dog was just looking at me like, I'm so sorry. I know I screwed up. Please don't beat me. Please don't give me... I don't know what the dog was thinking, but it looked just, just looked, looked scared. So I went over to the stairs and I said, Julie, which is my wife's name. Obviously, she's been on the show. I said, Julie, I said, we have we have a big problem. I need your help right now. So my wife comes downstairs and she's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Because she could smell it, too. And she sees what's going on. And I said, I said, this is not good, honey. This is not good. And she said, oh, my God. So we immediately begin cleaning everything. So I take the dog out, we clean the dog. The dog isn't that bad. Like, I I think the dog just basically knew that if she kept the diarrhea on one side of the crate, she could sleep on the other side of the crate. But unfortunately, keeping the diarrhea on one side of the crate meant it, like, went outside of the crate. You know what I mean? But she was, for the most part, pretty good. She, she you know, but my wife took these wipes and cleaned her up. I had to take all the bedding out. I tried to salvage what I could, like, um, there was like a flannel blanket, I was washing it, and I was, uh, I was, I, like, I wanted to vomit while I was trying to clean this thing, I was like, oh my god, but I was able to, I was fortunately able to salvage this, this flannel blanket, which wasn't too bad, but the bedding, like, you know, we've got this big kind of, uh, mattress in a, in a zipped, uh, cover, if you can picture that, so, like, you just have to pull the cover off the mattress, unzip it, and throw it into the washing machine when you want to clean it, but... My wife said, "If any of this soaked through that outer cover into the mattress, we've got to throw this thing out." So, I unzipped the thing, and sure enough, man, it was ruined. So I had to throw that out. I had to throw out the um, the hamper, like um, bin that we had that was keeping the keep. You know, we had the dog toys inside. Um, we had to like basically take apart the cage or the crate and clean it, like you know really really um into the nitty-gritty like between the bars and everything and just like my wife was like with the disinfectant and the spray and meanwhile the poor dog just thinks she did something you know wrong and she's just like cowering in a corner and shaking and we're not yelling at her and I'm just trying to tell her everything's okay so this isn't your fault honey these things happen it's all right this is my fault I should have got up and taken care of you when when you were trying to tell us that there was something wrong and it just felt felt so bad for the dog and uh and my wife and I spent i think from five forty five to like just after seven a m cleaning this dog crate and the mess on the carpet and the walls. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, it was a horror show and then and then I took the dog for a walk, and you know we gave the dog breakfast after she ate, she seemed a little bit better, and I took her for a walk, and she seemed a hundred percent, meaning like just her her mood was 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 upbeat again, it was you know, I don't know what a dog's memory is like. I don't know if she, if she had memory, a memory of the incident or, you know, uh, or maybe at that point she just, you know, realized that, that we'd forgiven her and we'd moved, moved on and, and, uh, and, uh, everything all was all right with the world again. And I took her for a walk. And, um, and then, uh, then what I had to do is I had to, I had to go get new bedding because, the dog is in her crate for a good portion of the day. We leave the crate open during the day while while anybody's home, and um, so she can go in and out of the crate and lie down on the bedding when she when she wants wants to rest. So I had to go to to um, like a department store that opened at like 9 a.m. Mind you, I had to get be at work at like 9:30, meaning like being online at 9:30. So I was in the lobby of this department store at 8:58 a.m. As soon as the doors opened, I was inside there and I was looking through the bedding. I got a new bed for her. I picked up a couple toys for her to replace a couple of the toys that were soiled and that had to be disposed of. And um, I checked out, brought everything back home, set everything back up, and was able to get to work at 9.30. But oh my God, what a morning. I don't wish it on anybody. Holy moly. Oy, oy, oy. I will, like, we are still learning. You know, We've had this dog, I think, well since september like the beginning of september so september october october to november november to december all you know all not even like four months now and uh it's the learning experience but we love the dog we're learning uh i felt bad but uh you know you you, you clean up and you move on just like with anything in life right you make a mistake you learn from it and you and you uh you try not to make that mistake again and, and uh and you, you just do the best you can and uh you try to approach things with love and patience, and hopefully everything works out in the end, right? Guys, uh, I, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. This has been episode 151 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song at more, and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.